It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, September 18th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka Schools Superintendent Steve Bradshaw is out of the hospital and on the road to recovery, although that road will be long. Bradshaw sustained serious injuries in a fall in Juneau on September 7th and was medevaced to Seattle. Bradshaw is serving as interim superintendent in Sitka for one year. In a call with KCAW on Friday, Bradshaw says he's returned to his home in Helena, Montana, to be under the care of family or, as he put it, to be with people who don't mind if I'm moving as fast as a snail. Bradshaw suffered five broken ribs and a pair of cracked vertebrae in the accident, in addition to a concussion. He'll be in a back brace for about six weeks, and he expects to return to Sitka by mid-October. Bradshaw says he believes the district is in good hands with Assistant Superintendent Deidre Jensen and Special Education Director Chris Voron and the exceptional administrative and teaching staff. He says he's found new empathy for others who've suffered broken ribs because the injury is quite painful. He told KCAW, it reminds me of a time in football when you've taken shots in the back and didn't see it coming. As a record-breaking cruise season in Sitka comes to a close, and the promise of another equally busy summer on the horizon in 2024, some are wondering how, if at all, Sitka can sustain its tourist boom. Now a group of Sitkins is calling for a cap on the number of cruise passengers next year. They want to put that question out to the voters in a special election this winter. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. Sitkin Larry Edwards has drafted a ballot initiative before. In 1995, the former pulp mill employee organized an effort to limit clear-cutting. It was to uh, establish uh, a zone within 35 miles of downtown that would be clear-cut free. And it lost by four votes. He hopes his newest initiative doesn't meet the same fate. When asked whether cruise tourism is more or less extractive than logging, he smiles and says he'll have to think about that. Either way, he thinks it, too, should be limited. It's just absolute chaos. Uh, I feel that uh, the cruise industry thinks uh, it's the planning director of the city and that we have to march to its orders. I think we need to take control back. This summer, cruise ships brought around 560,000 people to Sitka breaking last year's new record and more than doubling any year before that in Sitka's history. Edwards thinks it's time to ask Sitkins where the bar should be. Uh, there have been a number of surveys done that have shown that uh, about two-thirds of people in town think it's way over the top and has been for quite a while. It's been controversial since the 1990s, the early 1990s even. And uh, nobody's really ever asked the people of the city of Sitka what they want and ask them to vote on some number. This is the first, and someone had to stick their neck out to do it. For the last few months, Edwards has been quietly drafting an ordinance that would ask voters to decide whether Sitka should establish a port district on its road system and limit cruise visitation to 240,000 people next year. He's using Bar Harbor, Maine as a template. Like Sitka, Bar Harbor's cruise ship dock is privately owned. And last November, voters approved an initiative to cap cruise traffic, which could take effect next summer, pending litigation. The initiative set a flat limit of 1,000 persons per day 
crew plus uh, passengers that would be allowed to get off of any number of cruise ships that came to town, that passed two to one. So it, it's very stringent. And uh, what I have in this initiative is uh, much more relaxed than that. And uh, rather than just having uh, a flat number, there's some logic to the numbers that are in it. And the logic is averages. Edwards took the last 20 pre-pandemic years of cruise traffic with passenger counts over 200,000 and made the average the cap. The ordinance also includes a weekly cap of just over 13,000, as well as daily limits. It also would require the cruise companies to secure permits with the city and provide the city with daily updated data on passenger and crew counts. Edwards turned the ordinance into City Hall on Friday morning with the signatures of 44 other sponsors. As of press time, Municipal Administrator John Leach hadn't seen the initiative, so he couldn't comment on its specifics. But he'd anticipated that a ballot proposition was coming down the pike. The same day, Leach published a letter addressing the city's response to tourism, warning that a ballot initiative to limit tourism comes with economic, constitutional, and legal concerns. My hope was that we as the city would would get more of an opportunity to continue working with the stakeholders. We had hoped that our our tourism task force and the great work that we're doing there um, would have an opportunity to take hold and produce something. Because I think an agreement with stakeholders uh, that's not so restrictive is the better path forward. So knowing that that conversation was taking place, I felt like this was the appropriate time to get the information out there and, and kind of let everybody know what the risks are and what the concerns are with, uh, with more restrictive measures. He worries that any ballot initiative to limit cruise traffic could lead to litigation. That's been the case in Bar Harbor, where local business owners sued the city. A federal judge is expected to issue a ruling in the case soon. There is a big litigation risk, and the way we're going to have to pay for that litigation, when and if it comes this way, is right out of our general fund. And our general fund is what pays for our public schools, it pays for our uh, infrastructure, and it pays for our public safety. So uh, the litigation costs are going to have to come from somewhere. If we get to a place where stakeholders uh, decide to pursue this in a legal matter. Leach feels that the city is doing what it can to respond to the influx. In addition to the work of the tourism task force that the Assembly established earlier this year, Leach is collaborating with other Southeast city managers with plans to develop an agreement with the cruise industry, similar to the recent Memorandum of Understanding Juno struck. But Edwards thinks Sitka needs to respond faster. He believes the ordinance is pro-tourism, pro-Sitka, just trying to find the right size for it. And it's meant to be a stopgap. The idea is to give Sitka the relief it needs for 2024, and then... uh, Win or lose, it's going to get some good discussion going. Uh, If it wins, it'll be in place for a year. And then after that, uh, in the interim, we can be working as a community towards what we want to do more longer term for 2025 and beyond. Whether Edwards' initiative will make it on the ballot yet remains a question. First, he has to collect just over 800 signatures, a third of the voters in the last municipal election. He has three months to do that, but he hopes to knock it out in three weeks. Then, the ballot prop must be vetted by the city. If it gets the green light, Sitkins could be voting on cruise limits in a special election by early December. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. You can read the full proposed ballot initiative and the letter from the municipal administrator on our website at kcaw.org.
Representative Mary Paltola's husband was flying moose meat from a remote hunting site in western Alaska Tuesday night when his plane crashed, according to officials. Eugene Paltola Jr., who went by Buzzy, died after the wreck. National Transportation Safety Board investigators flew from Nome Friday to the mountainous site, about 65 miles northeast of the village of St. Mary's. The cause of the crash remains under investigation. Investigators say Paltola was the pilot and sole occupant of the Piper Super Cub. They originally said Paltola had just dropped off a hunter at the camp before the crash. Thursday, Alaska State Troopers clarified that Paltola was actually flying the second of two loads of meat from the site. Troopers say two hunters at the scene pulled Paltola from the wrecked plane and provided medical care. He was, quote, conscious and responsive, unquote, at the time. The crash was first reported around 8.45 p.m. Tuesday. About two hours later, the hunters reported that Paltola had become unresponsive. An Alaska Air National Guard rescue helicopter sent from Anchorage arrived at 1.15 a.m. Wednesday. Paltola's body was recovered for an autopsy, but troopers say its results are still pending. The NTSB's team, sent from Washington, D.C., includes staff from the makers of the crashed plane and its engine. The team will examine the plane wreckage and collect evidence, including any devices that may contain information about the flight. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Monday, September 18th, 2023. Rain likely mainly after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 54. South wind around 15 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 60%. New precipitation amounts between a tenth and a quarter of an inch possible. Tonight, rain low around 46. East wind 15 to 20 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 90%. And now taking a peek at tomorrow, Tuesday, September 19th, 2023, for Sitka, rain likely before 10 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 57. North wind around 10 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 60%. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. Mm-hmm.